Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 86 No Filter podcast. I am Kyle. What's up, guys? It's Nate. Daniel. Sam. Nice. <laughs> Dramatic effect. I we like it. it. Uh, today, we're going to be going over humor in the workplace and going over managers, which is going to be very fun topics indeed. Uh, but first, let's get some ketchup in here. How's it's everybody doing? It's time for the ketchup. Oh, can I get some mustard? <laughs> get it, guys. Yeah, it's a ketchup. Anyway. Anyway, anyway how's everybody doing? <laughs> you know, I'm just going to go first. Yeah, um, go ahead. Because I talked about this before. So I'm great. Everything's fine. Everything's... <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> I'm okay. Super convincing. No, uh, I'm very hungover. Kyle and I had some drinks, and then Kyle yeah, made me did. do shots of... I'm an instigator, man. man. Well, we were out hanging out with friends, and we went back to another friend's place, and then I picked up a six-pack for us on the way. Good man. Uh, and then, so we drank that. And then we did whiskey shots, and then you made me do shots of vodka. Oh, I forgot about the shot of vodka. Yeah, bro. We did. I think we did uh, one or maybe two, but they were half shots. Anyway, so I'm very hungover today. So we're gonna we're gonna see what happens with the uh, with this old this old body. This old, yeah. <laughs> we'll see how uh, I handle. Yeah. Every, other than that, everything's great. I'm chilling. Nice. Yeah, that was me. That was me yesterday. I had I was I had a headache all day. It was awful. I hadn't been that hungover in a while. Um, but yeah, oh, yeah. I've been, been pretty good. Idle hour? Yes, yeah, yeah, we went to Idle Hour, hour with my sister. Nice. Shit, yeah, I forgot that I was hungover from that. Yeah, I'm that's so probably on this why. Hangover that I forgot I was hungover yesterday. <laughs> you doubled up. You yeah. never, you never want. Idle Hour is nice. I like the that's the barrels, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're like yeah, in? it's like a big barrel. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's cool super. Yeah, cool. It was cool. Well, I wanted to take her somewhere that was that was cool, uh, but wasn't too like she didn't want to do too much. She was wearing like sweat. She wanted to be yeah, yeah. I get that. So we did that. Um, yeah, my week's been good. We did, uh, Patel and I went to Nam this weekend. That's right, we did. Talked about the show to a bunch of people that don't care at Not all. Vietnam. <laughs> the best, let me wondering. tell you, the hey, best part about Nam even ambiguous. was we were there <laughs> talking, we're talking to people about uh, microphones, you know, telling them we have a podcast and blah, blah, blah. And my favorite thing of the day <laughs> is watching Nate talk to these people and, and you know, like, talking about this microphone is good for this, blah, blah, blah. And Nate goes, okay, so like, yeah, like how much do, uh, what, what's the kind of, what do these normally run at? Like what's the you know, price point, whatever. And they go, oh, well, these are usually about like you know, six to 700. And watching Nate try and straight face it and just go, oh, Oh, oh yeah, okay, okay. Huh. And walk away, and me and Nate are like, "Oh fuck, bro, we ain't getting that microphone." That's not a lot of money <laughs> for me. Yeah. That's you know that might be a great thing for us uh, in the future, but that might be a little bit out of our budget. Uh, yeah. What's what, what would be like the next step back like, down below that, like the yeah. entry level? Oh, okay, well this one starts at four ninety nine. Oh, nice. oh, 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 maybe that that's, one. You know yeah, what? That sounds perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the key is, yeah, you just keep asking questions afterwards to try and trick exactly. them, and then you're like, "I gotta, uh, I'm gonna go check out another booth." Well, real thanks. Quick. Yeah. We'll take your, we'll take your card. You'll hear yeah, from us. Yeah, we yeah. take a lot of cards. I don't know where they are, Nate. Whatever you do with them, they're in the special filing cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the trash can. That's why he said this. God damn it. God. Um. Anyway, I'm doing Kyle good. making <laughs> subtext into text. Uh, I am also a little hungover. Uh, definitely woke up this morning and was just feeling like crap. Yeah, I'm glad too. I crashed at Leslie's on that uh that mattress pad. It was very oh, comfortable. God. Um, 
But uh, every morning I wake up when I'm hungover and I just need a gallon of water mm-hmm. um, and I never have it. So I just go back to sleep because I can't even get up. <laughs> it was one of those mornings. <laughs> um, well, I mean, my week's been good. Yeah. I went home. So I'm back. Oh, yeah. You were in the Bay Area. I was I in the back. Yay. The Yay uh, area. The Yay sure. area. Yeah. Do they actually call it the Yay area? I mean, like, not like the I call yay it ironic. area. <laughs> like, I say yeah, it ironically. Kind of um, I say it, I say it unironically sometimes. Oh, okay. on it. Yeah. I used to say dope ironically, and now I say dope. So it's that kind of thing with the yay area. I didn't know that was like a Bay Area thing. Dope. Uh, I don't know if it is. I think hella is more of like a NorCal. Hella is very No, NorCal. no, it definitely is. I'm just saying in general, I'll say words ironically. Yeah, we get it. Anyway. And then they become. <laughs> Sam, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing good. Uh, I'm not hungover. Uh, wow, I, I cool, know, bro. I know. I'm, I I drank responsibly <laughs> last night. Uh, um, Although you were, weren't you just telling me yesterday <laughs> the other day you got a six pack and you got drunk and played video games? Yeah, that was two days ago. Oh, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so last night I drank responsibly. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I, uh, my folks were actually in town for the weekend, which was really fun. Mm-hmm. We did a lot of like LA stuff. Like uh, had a great meal at Friedman's. If anyone wants to go to a nice like upscale Jewish deli. It's really good. The Broad. Anyway, had had a good weekend. Is it the nice. Broad or is it the Broad? It's the Broad. I believe you. I yeah. just never had. No, I know. I, 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 yeah, it's it's the Broad. The Broad. I hope. Hot no. take. I really hope. Hot it's take. the Broad, motherfuckers. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm doing well. Excited. Cool. Excited to uh, be on the pod. Yeah. Be on the pod. Be on the pod. Yeah. So, uh, of course, as everybody knows, we're not here just to talk about ourselves. Uh, we've got some topics to get into, and for that, <laughs> <laughs> that was the sound of Sam leaving. Uh, uh, to talk about these topics with us today, I brought on a, a friend of mine who I've worked with uh, for a few years and also just been a friend for a long time. Very talented guy. Uh, I'll let him talk about himself, uh, but I'm excited to introduce Chino. Yes. Hey, hey. I get to talk hey, finally. Yeah, I've been sitting in this room the entire now, time. <laughs> yeah. uh, sh- should now I, you're allowed should to I do the catch up too, or am I, am yeah, I behind? Yeah, 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 man. Whatever. How have you been? I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, it's been a, it's been uh, at least at least a year. About. Uh, less than a year. No, no. Oh, yeah. no, you came over. That's right. Yeah, to, yeah. to do a quick little. Less than a year. Because we did that. Yeah, we did that. And then, yeah, we did that test for that other show that's right that's right, right. we that's don't right. talk about that show, yeah. <laughs> that show other uh, shows we so don't talk about any other podcasts <laughs> on this fucking podcast <laughs> unless they pay well, for ads well, <laughs> for, yeah. for your catch-up uh i was born october 8th 1986 <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, nice uh, i was born a poor black child <laughs> <laughs> and i turned into a hawaiian <laughs> man <laughs> how did that Through work perseverance yeah. and strength uh, of will that was uh I'm, I'm a comedian as well i was at the comedy store last night for uh the roast battle hey. and, and i, believe, I won uh, you won. I won in victorious, yeah. spectacular fashion. I told him if he didn't win, he couldn't. If you don't win, don't bother. Winners only. Other dude, don't win. Winners only. Don't win, don't bother was what I was told. Uh, but no, Jeff <clears throat> Jeff Ross shook my hand <laughs> and thanked me. Mike Lawrence talked so, to me so for a while. Yeah, does he have a sweaty grip? Does he have clean no, hands? No, su- surprisingly <laughs> dry and firm. And he actually he actually has a pretty large hand, which indicates weightlifting. Interesting. Yeah, oh. which I found to be strange because he had a flat palm and like mine. I was like, oh, somebody, no, I see you. somebody kettlebells. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. like, uh-huh. I secretly think, and maybe you can confirm this, that like Jeff, Bo- J- Jeff Ross is actually much more like put together than his like sloppy kind of persona. Yes, he's quite. He seems like he seems like a dude that is like on point. He is yeah. surprisingly firm bodied. 
you could see Good. delts when you walk by him. You're like, man, that's, that, guy, that guy's got some shoulders on him. I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure he puts in the work. I'm updating his Wikipedia as we speak. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> all this he has delts. He deserves yeah, he's it. Got delts. No, but it's weird because like the roast battle creates this very like bloodthirsty audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I said this one joke that the writing was really good on, and it wasn't as mean as it was smart. Yeah. And I looked at Jeff after I delivered it, and he gave me this like slow clap. That felt like I was nice. like a gladiator that just yeah. murdered a bunch of slaves. And I looked at him. He's got this big scar across his face. Yeah. And he's sitting with kings and he's applauding. It was, it was wonderful. That's so awesome. it, and when this battle, I mean, we don't need to talk about it too much, but I'm, I'm curious. Uh, is it something that you, you write for and you bring in the jokes? Is it all off the dome? Like- um, you, get, you get about three weeks to prepare for the roast. Uh-huh. And then when you're there, you, you have to kind of guess what your opponent's going to sling at you so you have defenses ready. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. But you also have to listen and just be ready to kind of retort. Like her final diss was saying that I looked like Winnie the Pooh with Down syndrome. Uh-huh. <laughs> to which I just replied, oh, bother. <laughs> and I didn't even make All a joke right, and the yeah. audience went yeah, crazy and awesome. I completely nullified. Did you, do you like get a picture yeah. of them so you can like tailor your barbs to them? Or? Um, yeah, you, normally you know the person, you, know you guys either call each other out or like it's set up for you gotcha. and you get to know each other, you gotcha. send messages and you're like, hey, Stalk give me some Facebook info. Facebook and stuff like that. Well, actually, it's like kind of a code of honor where you can talk to each other and be like, so give me some dirt, sure, bro. Sure, sure, it's like, like oh, wow. what you got, bro. <laughs> nice. Yeah, because it's not real. Right. You're not really, Right. It, it's it's for the show. Is right? it ever real? Yeah. Does it ever get you, real? Yeah, Oh, yes. You both want to make the other person look good. There was a fist fight three weeks ago. Yes, that's what I want to fucking know Wait, a fist fight? A fist fight. Two dudes going at it. Because they, were, sure they just got too can real take it or too what? Far. It's you can't take it too far. It's a roast battle, bro. Oh, no, you can't. And they you proved can definitely it. take yeah, it too no, far. It's, like, it's no longer your mama jokes or anything. It's like, I, I gave your girlfriend chlamydia. Damn. And you <laughs> have my chlamydia. Facts. That's not even oh, a joke. Damn. You should name your child chlamydia because <laughs> it's really mine. That's just you know, being yeah. re, you know, medically responsible. Yeah, you that's just like informing your former partners. That's right. I think I would love to see MMA... Like an MMA thing, but where they also do roast battles. Well, I mean, they kind of have that like pre-fight thing, but like I want them like in you know between how they have, rounds like, or like something. Chess boxing or whatever, where they like play chess and yeah. then they box. Oh yeah, I want like sport. I want roast battles roast like battles. thrown into that. That's that'd be great. Hilarious. You know what roast battle roast battles feel like? A, a UFC weigh-in for a fight that never happened. Right. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just Conor McGregor pre-fight. Just yeah. talking yeah. shit. Just talking and shit. And then that's it. That is. The so you're shirtless is what you're saying too. The entire time. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. The entire time. Oh man! All right. Well, All right. Um, why don't we uh, why don't we dig in to the first topic? <laughs> get it, get it, get it dig in. Catch oh, up. Oh god, we're trying to restaurant. Get out the fucking knife. Where are my placements? So uh, the first thing we're going to talk about today is humor in the workplace type of stuff, um, which Good. obviously is perfect for you being a comedian. Um, I mean, I'm also a pro at this. So I'm um, not going to talk to you for the rest of the podcast. Whoa. All right, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, well, yeah, no, I, I mean, I know, Kyle, you do sketch comedy, and, like, comedy is, is very much sort of your lane, so to speak. I'm definitely one of those people, as an actor, as a writer, uh, I, I like to do comedy. I love enjoying comedy in all its forms, but, like, I can't say, oh, yeah, I'm, like, a funny person. You know what I mean? Like, Because like, you're not. Funny yeah. looking. No, <laughs> maybe maybe that has something to do with it. Uh, maybe all my friends kill my self esteem. <laughs> yeah. So um, then you'd be great at comedy if that was the case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, so for you, Chino, um, being being a comedian, do you find that that is like kind of a big part of your persona or the way that you kind well, of navigate? Like, first off, can we just quickly? Can you give us your background on like your industry like sure. what do you what do you what do you are you a server bartender uh, i i i'm a server currently uh-huh. but I, i've been in food service over 
15 years now. Okay, well, nice. I look back on it. I've been uh, serving, bartending, started as a busser, <clears throat> just like everybody else started yeah. bussing. Uh, never hosted because never hosted, I have bro. a high school yeah. degree. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, no, love for the host. You guys, you guys do real work. That's okay. We have a general low Dude, counting to opinion. 50. Yeah, it can like, be very hard. Okay, no, fuck that. Very look, hard. I've always said. <laughs> That you could train a monkey to be a good host. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes, because the, the problem lines, is, that, I mean, it's like we make jokes, but it's I don't want to say it's difficult to do hard, but it does require some brain power to do efficiently. And the person who is going to be able to do that doesn't want to host. Yeah, true. Yeah, that's usually very, what very it true. is. Yeah, you need somebody who's willing to f- focus at work for for rough pay and, and no credit. So, yeah, and yeah. no and tips. Yeah, no tips. Because sure they take a bunch of shit from the guests, too, mm-hmm. from having to, like, what, I have to wait five minutes? This is ridiculous. But there's all these tables open. And, you, you know, you, could, you probably could train a monkey <clears throat> to host, but could you keep the servers from fucking the monkey? It's the question. Very yeah. true. Not, a, very not true. at our store. Not at yeah. our store. No, that's what. It's I'm a sanitation. I'm looking issue. at you, Kyle. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, that's what Damn hosts it. are for. But uh, no, I, I've uh, wait I've, for fucking or for monkeys. Fucking monkeys. Let's um, move on. So <laughs> uh, I've uh, used to bartend. I've done uh, high end serv- food service. Mm-hmm. I've done everything from ritzy places to you know corporate restaurants and. Right. Uh, once I worked at a Wendy's for two days, so <laughs> I feel like I've I've experienced. Like, why much just two days? What happened um, in those two days? Because I was waiting on another job that finally okay. called me back. There you <laughs> go. Do you not want to relive those two days? No, it's actually I actually I, I had created a persona where I was literally the dumbest guy in the world. Nice. And I just I, anytime they by. asked me to do something, I would intentionally do it horribly just to see <laughs> yeah. what they would do about it. It was, it was really funny. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Yeah, when it came to the register, they started like, "Here, all you gotta do is like," and I like looked at him funny and they're like, "No, I've no, never, no, I've never seen money before." <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just like using a calculator, and I gave him this look like. What's a, a what? <laughs> and the lady was like, "You gotta be fucking kidding!" Me. <laughs> like, you know how to add? Oh my god. <laughs> And then I gave them the most eloquent quitting speech ever. And they're yeah. like, oh, you took a frosty oh, and you got out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You recited Shakespeare. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I've actually been serving tables uh, for like four years longer than I've been doing comedy, which is nice, wow. which is painful to the soul. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hear that. We've all been there. So anyway, yeah. Sorry. I just wanted to get that. That's like, that. Learn your, a little bit of your quick background. There's before stats. We, like, got it. But saying it. that, I mean, <laughs> you, get those you mad say stats, bro. you've been working in the restaurant industry for 15 years, 15 been doing years. comedy for like 11. So would you say those kind of go hand in hand when you're working then? Yes and no. It really depends on, on the audience in air quotes, yeah. so to speak. Right. Like some, some tables love the humor. They want to, they want to engage other tables. Don't want to play cutesy server. Give yeah. me my fucking lunch. Yeah. Like it's like, yeah, they don't want to talk and hang out. They want you to, they want you to just do your job. And, and for those, you kind of got to read it. I feel like in the first couple sentences with them, totally, you can tell by the eye rolls or eye contact whether they're like wanna, lack of eye contact. Yeah, I feel like if, if you're like doing your sh- your shit and you're like kind of trying or if to they're chum Russian. it up and they're just staring at their menu. I mean, I, I would assume for you, because for me, stand up is something like I want to try one time in my life just to do it, and like I'm totally fine with bombing. I probably would bomb, yeah. but just to say, like, hey, I, I fucking I did stand up one time. If you're only but doing it one time, you're going to bomb. Yeah, yeah. Stand up comedy is one of those arts where you have to you have to whittle it down to its core of funny. And right, then you're like, right. Oh, like you were talking yeah. about it's a skill. Yeah, just yeah, like yeah absolutely. Else. I mean, it's it's uh, uh, stand up comedians are usually really great writers because right. they're good editors but because they know how to trim something down to its best component, just the shit that you need, uh, and and then also make it funny, which is. Hard for and me. Well, it, it's, it, what really makes it difficult is that you can get down to the final draft and then take it to a stage and all of a sudden it's not funny. You're like, oh, it's not a final draft anymore. 
what I thought was funny is not funny to everybody right, else. I got right. to temper this. I got to fix it. it what, whatever moving parts you have to it. It's really just a bizarre thing because you can tell a joke one way to an audience and it's killer. And you go to the next audience the next night, you tell the exact same way and they hate it. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I mean, that's what, what I, I have done stand up in the past. And the reason that I, you know, ha- didn't pursue it fully is because it's I couldn't get past the fact that it's not like coming up with a funny joke and then saying it on stage and then going home and coming up with another funny joke and then saying that on stage. Right. It's about coming up with that funny joke and saying it on stage and saying it on stage and saying it on stage. And like that's that's the way you have to really enjoy is like yeah, that, the, that that like, you know, there's a rehearsal to it, but there's also a live element to it. And if you don't have both of them, the audience tells. And yeah, totally. If you seem to rehearse, the audience is over. If you seem to. Um, Fluid, loose, like, yeah, loose, and you're, and you're not really, like, yeah. undisciplined. Yeah, they're like you, they, they check out too. They don't feel like yeah. you're in control. If right. they don't feel like you're in they control, then they get nervous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they don't laugh. Which sound? Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, well, I was gonna say, do you ever try any of your stand-up bits out on table? You're not. Let's. Uh, I think you undid your. Oh, there it is. Do you ever try <laughs> any of your stand-up bits out on on your tables? Uh, some of them, but it's more so. I, I things that happen at work will become a bit. Yeah, gotcha. opposed, I, you can't really get a good read from somebody who's held captive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If I'm talking to them, it's normally they're just waiting for me to finish so they can go back to talking to their so friends. So they can say, uh, yeah, I'll have the burger, please. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hilarious joke about mayonnaise. Um, can you remove it from my burger? Please? <laughs> so uh, like, so what you're talking about, like reading a crowd, I mean, it's, again, like I have no stand-up experience, but I would assume it's it's – pretty much the same as like you're reading your tables and then talking about like you know you say a joke one night kills next night bombs you could literally go like one table, table to table it's <laughs> like man chino you're the best server man we love you another person is like can i speak to your manager it's like so it, it's kind of like working a big party but all the seats are facing you and your dinner does that make sense <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. they're all looking at you like food that just came out of out of uh out of the front of the house and they're right. like, they're like are we gonna like it or not yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, send it back stinging. yeah yeah no. yeah, no, but I definitely do use humor in the workplace to make tips. That's for sure. Like, I'll do things like when I greet my tables, I'll say goofy things like, hey, to everybody else, you're table 33. <laughs> but not to me. To me, you're friends. And to you, I'm Chino. <laughs> Who wants a beer? And by then, they're like, I'll take a large course line. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I got a couple of techniques that I use that, that keep things fun. And, of course... We have we all have our recycled lines that work. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. hey, take your time. I get paid by the hour. Yeah. Oh my god! Like, yeah. okay, so uh, again, like it goes hand in hand, kind of with stand up in a way. Do you? Because I catch myself doing that shit, and there are some I'm doing purposefully, like I'm doing my line or I'm doing the joke, I'm doing the bit, whatever. And then there are certain things, like when you just said, like take your time. Like, I find myself doing that shit. And I'm like. That was so weird. Why did I just do yeah. that? And then oh, I realized, man. oh, I've been doing that to like every table for like four for hours. For my whole like, life. That is the trick is recycling your lines so that none of your neighboring tables oh, here you yeah. use the lines yeah. and use yeah. them to somebody so else. Yeah. So next thing you know, you got like eight tables and you're running eight different like Bits. conversations. <laughs> yeah. But not crossing any streams unless that table's over like. Yeah. In, right. Never you got table streams. 10 versus table 55. And if, like, you have, oh. if you have to reuse it, you're being like a little quieter kind right. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then you find out that, that like 10 and 55 know each other. Like, oh, Bill. And oh, you're like, shit, shit, I hope they don't talk about <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, they don't talk about my joke. <laughs> Man, they're going to roast me. Yeah. <laughs> well, he said the funniest thing. <laughs> <laughs> this service great. Wait he a said, minute. Wait, he told me that. <laughs> That's my worst Gee, nightmare. No. Can I speak to your manager, please? Your server told me the same joke. very charming. 
But then he was being very charming to another table, and I don't yeah. like that. Lie. <laughs> you don't want them to find out to lie until they've already paid. He That's told us we did. were friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, so part of the reason why I wanted us to get into this topic was because I've often felt like I, I, I don't consider myself a comedian or like I, I definitely don't do stand up. But us neither. I acted. I used to act. Killed up on the same battle, bro. Oh let's go. Jeff Ross, where you Sorry at? Sorry to our audio <laughs> listeners in their ears. The way that I have <laughs> often approached <laughs> the way that I have often approached my job has been from like a performance perspective of like, even if I'm having a shitty day, once I clock in, I'm talking about tables. It's my job to smile and be happy and mm-hmm. give them that service and hospitality. And if they tell them jokes, if they want jokes or if leave them alone, if they jokes. want to be left <laughs> alone, like, um, so as a comedian, like I'm, we've already kind of talked about it, but do you, do you view it that way too? Or is it just kind of, uh, coincidental because you're already like, that's, like that's what you do in your free your time. Right. Exactly. Um, you know, it, it definitely is manufactured. I'm not gonna lie. I, I try to put as much natural me in there, but the, just being honest, I don't want to be as cleanly friendly and silly as, as, as I have to be at work. It kind of feels like. Are any of you guys theater guys? Anybody yeah. Theater? Okay. Yeah, I think we're perfect. All, you guys yeah. will get this then. It's like if I'm doing a show where I constantly have to do a quick change every time I'm off stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. So it's like up front, I'm performing, I'm in my element. This is great. The second I go on back, I'm <laughs> sweating, I'm working, yeah. I'm reaching oh, for yeah. shit, I'm asking for help. Like I got somebody changing my pants for me. And yeah. yeah. I think totally. then you go back out there and you're yeah. bouncing and you're, around. And yeah. You, you might be sweating a little bit more, but you got the yeah. face back on. And it's just true. I think yeah. the theater metaphor is like perfect for the way that a restaurant runs and how like you things everybody has their job and certain people are performing and some people are doing more technical stuff, but it's also just as important and you can't do your job. The pressure them, le- like, the pressure level is definitely equal. Yeah. 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 Uh, God, yeah. Like there's so many times where I catch myself, I'm like, why do I fucking care? I know, man. Like this is <laughs> so <laughs> stupid. But, but like but like that's part of it. Like that is part of what it takes to be a good server. But that like, extra pressure that, you know, I mean, hopefully you're doing theater you're getting paid, but we're we're yeah. there to we're there to work. <laughs> I said that's why I said hopefully paid in Los Angeles. Look, Angeles. You guys know how I feel about theater. So. Um that extra pressure of I need to perform because I need this table to like me and enjoy my performance so that they tip me yeah. so that I can yeah, yeah. pay it's my like being, It's almost like being a street performer. Right. It, so I can pursue theater? It can be really stressful at some times. Well, I think that's why you have such really high tense moments in the workplace. I think that's what a lot of guests don't understand that have never served. Is There's a lot of people out there who question our profession saying, like, Tell you know, why you should know. I tip while they're making an hourly? I feel like they're already doing their job. They're mm-hmm. already getting paid for doing their job. Why should I pay more? Well, it's like, okay, you do your job and you get an hourly pay. I understand I understand your gripe there. But while you're doing your hourly job, do you have somebody instantly critiquing your performance? Yeah. Do you sure. have immediate consequences for any drop balls that you might have or anything? And more importantly, do you really have any – does the guest have any other quality control? Because if you didn't tip – we would treat you and same all the other way. tables the yeah, exact same thing. Way. We don't know yeah. if, um, it, like, as a server or a, a bartender, whatever. Right. I don't. I'm investing time. I'm investing energy. I'm investing caring about you and trying to give you a good experience. And I have no idea until you're pretty much out the door if I'm going to get any return on that investment. Right. And then and think about think about where you go or you don't tip. Is that how you want to be treated when you're served food? Right. Absolutely not. Yeah. I well, I don't even go to McDonald's anymore. I love Big Macs. 
But the fact that they replaced it with the kiosk and the people who work there are super disgruntled now. Yeah. And they yeah. just they practically talk shit to you. I'm like, man, fuck a Big Mac. <laughs> 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 That's just three pieces of bread, two pieces of meat. I got it. That's yeah. like McDonald's. Can come, come see me. Yeah. Come yeah. see me, yeah. make Big Mac. Shots fired. We yeah. want all the smoke. Yeah. Shout, <laughs> Shout out. Uh, yeah. Want, I, I, yeah. If I want all the smoke, I'd go to Burger King where they actually char it. Ooh. Ooh bro. Yeah, come at me, fucking really clown. Here, bro. Let it be known, uh, 86 No Filter Podcast supports <laughs> Burger King, not Mickey D's. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're taking Unless a hard stance Mickey D's, on, we, on we have no morals, though. Yeah, also, Burger King, we're accepting All the hell's the king! Um, Brought to you by so, Crosstalk. Uh, 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 going <laughs> along with that, too, like, because we're talking about, like, pressure, you know, and, like, that, that same sort of, like, I've definitely been where you are, Sam. We're like, I find myself getting flustered, and I'm like, oh man, they're, they, I haven't been to them in a while. They're probably so mad at me. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I just met these people. I don't care yeah. what the fuck they give me. I'm but, not going to see them again. Um, you talking about, Chino, like the whole quick change idea, because the whole thing is like behind the curtain, quote unquote, great for the metaphor, uh, there's crazy things going on. You know, people are slinging plates at the expo line, all that kind of type of shit. And then when you go out, you have that face. Um, this happened to me kind of recently. To where like I'm pretty good Like obviously we're, we're all pretty good at our jobs I'm pretty good at my job To where I can keep that But How do you handle like Sometimes the mask slips And sometimes you're fucking busy And you got You just got triple sad And this pe- these people Who you've been chilling with and, and you weren't busy And now all of a sudden you are busy And now they need something And you're like fuck Like I hate that How do you kind of how, how do you navigate or, or what's that kind of like Feeling or moment like for you Where you're like I was having a really good time At this table I wasn't busy And now all of a sudden I kind of have to like Be snippy Or cut them out Or whatever Like they can see I'm, I'm huffing and puffing Because I'm running around now Doing a bunch of shit Yeah that That is a tough sell Is, is hiding how hard you're working Yeah uh, Especially when you're In the weeds already And people are like Can I get ranch? Can I get ranch? Can I get ranch? I, I can get fucking five ranch. hate ranch yeah. the ranch And then they're like Can I get a Tabasco too? Uh, yeah. a Tabasco? Especially, can I get some paper napkins? Especially when you spill ranch In your time. shoe Oh Yeah, yeah. Make blue cheese in there all day it's So <laughs> It was like my Third or fourth week At the place that We all work at now And uh, I was coming in for an expo shift and I had to restock the ranch on the line. So I walked back to the freezer in the walk-in and, and pulled the big, huge, like it's like four gallons or something of ranch. It's huge. Uh, yeah. And go to carry it out. And I realized, well, sh- shoot, I need, I should just fill it right here and I need the thing to fill it. Right. So I just put it down. There's like a sink. There's like a ledge and a sink behind no. me. <laughs> so I put it down on the, on the ledge uh. Like it was a little bit leaning over the oh, sink, but and it's not a lot. And fluid, uh, so it's turn, slowly. I turn around to get the lid, and I realize it's slipping. So I turn back around to catch the ranch, and I kind of caught it. It still slid down into the sink, and once it when it dropped. God thank you for the sound All right, effects. Sam. Yeah. Jesus Woo! Christ. Two in a day. Dropped it. It drops into the sink, and you know, like when you drop liquid like that, it's gonna. Plops back up and the ranch just exploded up all over the ceiling. What? All Damn. over me. It was awful. And See I was like, movie. cool, <laughs> new job. Ranch is the bane of my existence. Yeah, I yeah. hate I yeah. love ranch. Everybody, I hate ranch. That ranch and water. Yeah, you but know, it's like the whole like, can I get a water? You get a water. Oh, can I get a water too? I'm like, I was just fucking here a minute also, ago. Also, just man. ask for a ranch when you order your food. Yeah. You, yeah. Know, you know that you want a ranch. But then also too, like I I've had people do that and I'll ring it in and then it doesn't, doesn't get out. sent out. Yeah. So yeah. you got to come back anyway. But what pisses <laughs> yeah what pisses me off also on the expo buster line is when you're cleaning the table and then there's like a plate of untouched. Un, literally untouched yeah. ranch. Oh yeah, I, I, 
Yeah. Yeah. There's a story I don't necessarily want to get into, but I got in a lot of trouble for a guest hearing me bitch about the fact that they had right. ordered four extra ranches. Sam was bitching like you do, like when a table leaves and you can yeah. kind of go like, hey, they were really cool. Or like, yo, fuck those people. And, and so Sam you. was bitching about how they didn't use the ranch they asked for. And the guy came back in because he left his phone and he heard Sam Reached talking about his it. phone right well, now. He talking about it. You also forgot your ranch. So. Yeah. <laughs> Here's that just to go. Would, would you like to put I think at, uh, I think put at that point. Would, no, no, no. I mean, yeah, I mean, at, at that point, I probably would have gotten in a lot more trouble, but I also am very regretful that I didn't. So let you know where you are. I need you writing me. But I guess to answer your previous question about um, how to handle that, I, I have a system of circles. I, uh, I time everything out so that I run a circle, and by the time I get to the back, I've accomplished the things I need to do on that run, mm-hmm. and now I'm coming back for food or ranches or whatever. So for the most part, I'm really just running circles around the restaurant. Yeah. NASCAR. So, yeah, so every time someone's like, hey, can I get a ranch? I need this real quick. I'm like, sure, no problem. I just I'll get add you it on to my, my next circle. flyby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I just let them know, it'll be another minute. I'll be back with a minute, in a minute yeah. with your ranch. Just so they know, there's going to be a little bit of grace period. Obviously, you're not my only table. Yeah. But doing it in a way where I'm not saying. Well, no, not obviously. They don't always, right, they don't right. always know that. But, but saying it in a way where I'm like letting them know that I'm, I'm up to other I'm, things. Yeah. But you are on my priorities. Sure, and sure, And that sure. I won't forget about you. And if I come back on that circle and I forgot about them, one more circle. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> oh, well, I'll be right circles. Back. It it's like a circle. Uh, <laughs> so I feel like. I totally understand what you're saying, and I, I, I'm going to kind of use that circle thing. Cause like, I kind of do that, but I'm like, mm, I can maybe be more efficient. But uh, would you also agree, because you said you've served and you've bartended, because mm-hmm. I serve and bartend, so does Sam. Um, that's why I personally, I prefer bartending, because you can get, I feel like I can get away with showing how hard I'm working and that I'm busy more as a bartender. Like, someone's sitting there waiting for a beer, waiting for a beer. I can go like, hey, man, one second, and like give them the finger, not the finger. Give them the finger. Give, give them the one finger, like, hey, man, one sec, I'll be right there. As opposed <laughs> to like your table, if you're walking by your table, hey, excuse me, you can't go like one second and like walk away from them. Yeah. It's that different element, that that dichotomy of like just the the general like, well, because the flavor of bartending versus serving. When you're at bar, they see you all the time. Right, that's true. So, like, when you're doing FaceTime with a with a table, if you're serving, they're only seeing you for five Anytime minutes out of their meal. There. So, yeah. not just that. When alcohol's involved, you can be a little bit more sassy. I yeah. yes. and it blows off so much more steam than just having to be that that cosmetic mask of yes, the restaurant. Absolutely. I think there's also just like a general understood like. Bar culture too. Yeah. Like well, you're, you're serving booze. There's no you, kids there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and it's a bunch of adults that want to drink. Yeah. You have the drinks, so they like you. Yeah. <laughs> Please give me sure. more. You just became the kid with the older brother who's got a fake ID. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. Yeah, because like any anytime, I mean, generally, I'd say nine nine out of ten people when they come into a bar, they whether it's genuine or not, you know, they, they want to chum up to you right. or they want to, they want to at least be cool with you because you never know. Like it's the bartender. Like you said, like, I like you, you have alcohol. I, yeah. that makes me feel good. Um, but then like, there's always, I, I, I feel like it's always weird to me then when people come in and you get like the guy or the group of guys usually where then their dicks like from the, from the bat, like from, from the get go. And you're like, you're, I'm supposed to, you're supposed to, make me like you. You know what I mean? Like it's always weird when there's like one, there's always one. I am come the keeper like, of the drinks. Yeah. And <laughs> well, I go, okay. So like you started this off really bad. So now I'm going to make this really difficult for you. Now. Like, yeah, I'm going right. to fuck you over. Yeah. I didn't tell you, it's but when fault. we, when we went to idle hour, when I went to go get that second drink, I witnessed that happen. I was waiting for a drink and this girl like just comes up. She's wearing a red dress. She said some, I, don't, I wish I heard what she said. Dress. I wasn't paying attention, but she said something snarky to the bartender and he made this face like, you, did you really say that to me? And he looked at me, and I was like, I, uh, I don't know what's going on. And he, went, and he was like, 
well, first of all, are you going to pay for your drinks tonight? And she's like, what? And he's like, well, last time you came, when you came on Thursday, right? And she's like, oh, yeah, I was here on Thursday. He's like, yeah. Well, remember you had three meals and you only paid for two? Mm. She's like, no, I paid for three. He's like, no, you didn't. He's like, oh, I paid for three. Well, well if you did, you got overcharged. <laughs> 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 and then he, they had another little thing, and he's like, uh, all right, well, I'm just going to help this guy out and maybe I'll get you a drink later. And Damn. I, like, I love that hell. shit. Yeah. yeah. And, and when it's, when it's alcohol involved, especially around alcoholics, they go, okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> never mind. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, I need you to put that stuff in this cup so I can put it in my mouth. You know, I always, uh, anytime people come in immediately, immediately with a bad attitude, I just assume what I call the rule of wants. Mm. Hunger is an emotion that spans over any of your logical ones. Yeah. Sure. So it's like you could be a mild mannered, happy person. Your blood sugar's low. Fuck the world. I'm, <laughs> I'm coming. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's especially the same with alcohol. People who love to drink, who need that first drink, they're coming in a bar with the mentality of like, give me a drink. Yeah. Like I'm gonna drink. chug this yeah. real quick. A lot of times, those rude people, if you hook them up with a drink real quick, yeah, they chug. And then they'll mellow out. By the time they're ordering the second one, they'll give you five minutes to yeah. make that drink. Yeah, they yeah, don't yeah. really care. Well, that happened uh, with a host on Christmas. Uh, a host like got in an argument with like this table because they had been like waiting for thirty minutes or something, and they saw someone else got something before them, and they're like, "Hey, like, can you be extra nice to these people?" I go up to them. They're being super cool from the get go, yeah. and I was like, "You need drinks?" They're like, "Yeah." I was like, "You need food?" They're like, "Yeah," and you just get it mm-hmm. real <laughs> and quick. Like we're out. Sorry, I'm like, we're out. Kyle <laughs> Metz, got you. Oh, that, that's another thing. When you have a table that that's had to wait for thirty minutes just to sit, yeah. and then you're creating your first interaction with them, yeah. and they're already like that, that's such an uphill battle where you have yeah, to you're like digging convince yourself out of a them. hole that you didn't yeah. dig. Yeah, you have to convince them like, hey, sorry about that wait, folks. I know that you spent some time up front. I promise you have my undivided attention yeah. now. You have to really sell it to them. Like, yeah. I got you. Yeah. But again, going back to way, going way back to that's what hosts are for. Like yeah. how, yeah. how often do you, I, I, I feel like you as a comedian, you could probably do this in a very charming way to where like, it's way easy to get away with. But like, how often do you like pawn shit off on like, like even if it's a mistake that you made, like say like I've had times where like, oh, this is so bad. <laughs> I've had times like I forget to ring in food. Right. And I'm like, Oh fuck. I forgot to ring their food. In. So I ring it in. I go to the kitchen. I ask them to do me a favor. Like, hey, can you do it on the fly? They hook me up. And then I come back. I'm like, yeah, sorry, guys. Like, something happened in the kitchen. I don't know what they're doing back there. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> totally throw them All out the, the time. Yeah. <laughs> so just, 100%. Hey, sorry about that, folks. Hey, I want you to know I yelled at them in two different languages. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I always go with, yeah, unfortunately, somebody took that to the wrong table. So we've got to make you another one. Oh, nice. That's a good one. I'm going to steal yeah. that. Well, well, <laughs> yeah, or, like, or they burned it is if they go, if somebody gets like a steak or something. Like, like, I ordered a salad. What the fuck? Yeah, they fucked up really bad. Let me tell you that in the broiler. I don't know what the fuck they're thinking. It's a new guy. It's a new guy. (laughs) When when I see that I forgot to ring in a a side sauce or something and like someone just dropped down the food, I'm like, oh my God, I cannot believe they forgot the ranch. Oh my God. Let me go figure that out. And then I'll just like mumble to myself after I leave there like people that I I work uh, with. I think my most common one, especially when I'm bartending, is like if I forget to get someone another beer and I'm like doing other shit and then I go to do my circle and I'm like, oh fuck. Then I'll always come and it, and it could be like 
a long, like way too long. But I was like, oh, sorry about that, guys. We were changing the keg. Yep. Like I always yeah. say, oh yeah, I had to change the keg. Or blah, I would blah, love blah, it blah. if you blamed. Even it on though the they're kitchen. watching me pour, yeah. <laughs> like when I'm bartending, I'm they're watching me pour other, other beers, beers to theirs. other people <laughs> from that. And I go, oh sorry guys, I changed the keg. There have been a couple times where I knowingly I'm lying to them, and I know they know I'm lying to them, and I still I like fully lean into that lie. They double down. I'm just gonna double down and commit. just go with That's it. That's what lying is all about. Man, that cold butthole feeling when you know you forgot something, and that table. Great. Both oh, no. people are just staring at you. Yeah. And you're like, it's like that. I forgot to do my homework feeling. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is like, cause when they're staring at you and then you make that eye contact, it's almost impossible to hide that moment of realization in your head where your eyes light up and you go, Oh fuck. True. Then it's like covered up me. Like I didn't forget. No, I was just doing other shit, but they go, Oh yeah, you, f- you fucking forgot about me. Like, I don't know. I, I, to be play a little bit of a devil's advocate, not like you scumbags. Like sometimes I'm pretty honest with tables and they appreciate that. We're like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I forgot about that beer. I'm gonna go grab it right now. And then, and that's when I break my circle and I like go do it. Right I'll now. call myself the absolute worst. Like I forgot like paper napkins for a table and they were eating and I was like, oh my God, I'm the absolute worst. I totally <laughs> forgot these napkins. And that's like my phrase right there. And they're like, oh my God, it's so fine. And I'm like, I, oh, no, God, seriously I'm just, guys, ah. I'm a fucking miserable person. I'm so sorry. Please, 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 please. I go to the back and I just start punching <laughs> the wall. Say, as he pulls up a chair next to the table, like, yeah, you know, I really want to talk to you guys about yeah. this shit, man. I need to get some stuff Did off my chest. you guys have chest. a notebook and Let's a pen and paper? No, I, uh, I set myself up for it because at the, when I what I call de-greet my table when I'm done greeting them and got their order and I'm saying my final like, all right, folks, if you need anything else at all, my name is Chino. If you need anything at all or someone to blame, I'm your guy. I always say that. So regardless of whose mistake it is, I let them know. You're putting the onus on you. I let them know that even if it's not my mistake, you blame me. I'll be the one that takes that. I don't mind. That's what I'm here for. And ultimately, blame gets shifted, whatever. But 98% of my tables have a fantastic experience. Don't even realize that anything ever went wrong in the first place. Sure. A 2%, hey, you know what? I mean, it was the host. You know, yeah, but also, <laughs> boss the drops a pass every once yeah. in a while. And, some, and, and it's okay to make mistakes. And some people will get that. And as long as you're able to address it and fix them for them, they'll be okay. Um, and other people can't handle the fact that real life happens sometimes. But that's where humor, I think, comes in huge. Yeah. Like if you have the ability to, like, I mean, you saying you're the absolute worst. Is the like, absolute worst. Whatever, you're a dork. <laughs> but, uh, but like, I mean, for for somebody who you know lives and breathes trying to you know make people laugh, uh, that's got to be a huge skill in any any rough situation where it's like, oh shit, it's kind of starting to hit the fan. But uh, you can you can always, you kind of always have yourself in your back pocket of like, I can talk my way fucking out of this it's, somehow. It, it's a catch twenty two though because I do have that in my back pocket to help me out of jams. But at the same time, if that doesn't work, it hurts my ego oh, so yeah. bad. Then it goes yeah. deeper than you're at work. This is, this is what I am. I can't serve tables yeah. and I've and I can't, can't even make give them laugh. Can't make laugh. So, so why am I out here in LA? Why am I not back in Hawaii enjoying life instead of <laughs> suffering here? In- in this yeah. hellhole, bro. That's that's where this podcast is going to go. Chino's going to give up on comedy and move back to Hawaii. No, don't do <laughs> that. No, 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 no. I could do comedy in Hawaii, guys. I don't have to give up. On it. I, could, I could just give up on LA. You could be the guy yeah. that was the roast give king up on in LA, living <laughs> in the middle of Chino. I got my roast. W. I can go home with the belt. Yeah, I like that. Um, so to kind of wrap this up, uh, I want to just ask you, like in general, would you say that your, like you using your comedy at work and stuff like that, and incorporating that with your work? Would you say that that's a positive thing for you in terms of like business wise, but also for your comedy and things of that nature? Do you think it's like a net gain? Um, yeah, it's all forward movement because working with individuals who are difficult strengthens my ability for uh, 
compassionate understanding, which is kind of mm. my approach to my comedy. Sure. I try to understand, like if, if somebody's heckling me, I try to better understand them just so I know exactly how to destroy them. Yeah. Yes. You know, there you, go. <laughs> you gotta, I, you gotta know your enemy. If you've ever read <laughs> Ender's Game, it's kind of like that where it's yeah. like, I want to, I want to know my enemy as, as intimately as possible. Just so I can destroy them to the point where there's no coming back. Right? <laughs> yeah, there's nothing but ashes and their soil again. <laughs> so, so it, I mean, I don't get to enact part two of that while at work, but I do get but catch them in the fucking parking lot, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing about comedy is that no matter what actually happens in life, you have the last word when you tell the story. Yeah. So I can live something horrible at work, go home, put pen to paper, and turn it to a point where I redeemed myself at the end. Go yeah. tell it on stage, and at the end of the day. That's how it fucking That's happened. Yep. Yeah. Because yeah. what do the people hold the microphone? Yeah. <laughs> what does my shitty table do for a living? I don't know. Type on a computer screen all day. Fuck them. They don't. Yeah. <laughs> like, I get to say what happens at the end of the day, and that's that's really a big piece of peace of mind. That's the hardest thing to get in the service industry. Yeah, you can make money, yeah. but you lose peace of mind because you feel like these people. Some these people. Sorry if you're a listener and you're just a guest. You're not a server. I, I don't mean these people. Fuck but you. <laughs> no, I mean, but. I mean, these people by impatient, people, yeah. hungry, un, not understanding people. Unloving. Like, yeah, unloving, un, incompassionate, yeah. You know, or just hungry. Like I said earlier, the hunger overrules everything. But like it's peace of mind is such a hard thing for either side to get. Mm-hmm. For a customer that's unhappy or for a server that's disgruntled, peace of mind is like the one thing that we all yearn for and that none of us get. It's what people attempt to get when they don't tip you because they feel like right. you gave them they, bad service. But it doesn't make them feel better. It just yeah. fucks them all day that they didn't tip somebody. Yeah. yeah. And with you, it's like, oh, I, I didn't get tipped, but I, I didn't deserve it. I did fuck it. So it, it's peace of mind is one of those things that I think we all struggle to get. And we all go crazy when we don't have. That's when you start yelling at customer service. you know. <laughs> and I feel like that's the the one thing that I got to complete in that circle for myself is that nice. I get I get to hash out all my defeats and tournament of victories and go back to work the next day and not feel defeated. <laughs> it's, there you go. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's tough. I like that. Uh, all right, great. I think that was uh, a good, uh, good topic right there. Sorry if I was long winded on that no, explanation. No, that was, no, that was, no I that like that awesome. a lot. Like, that was, I I'm think you, you put that. You're way more. Hey. <laughs> Actually, but I'm hey, glad you said that. Don't yeah, do it yeah. again, Gene. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're gonna go to a quick word from our sponsors. Uh, stay right here, and then we'll be right back. Hey everyone, this week's sponsor for our podcast is. Casper, no, not the mattress. Casper is that server that was supposed to be following you with that second tray of food for that fucking 12 top with all those goddamn screaming kids. Where the fuck are they? You go back to the kitchen. They're standing there talking to the fucking expo, flirting. What the fuck? That fucking ghost motherfucker. Him. That's Casper. Casper, a worse way to run food. Thank you guys for uh, listening to that ad break from our word yeah, from our sponsors. Our sponsors. Thanks uh, for our sponsors. Shout out to Casper. We'd be nowhere without them. Accepting uh, new sponsorships and money. Seriously, so thanks for your help. Please, <laughs> if you want yeah. to, uh, really, really helpful. Super helpful, Casper. Super helpful. If you want us to sell stuff, you demand. I feel a l- I felt a little personally attacked. <laughs> well, mainly you. Uh, uh, it would make great <laughs> if he said, "What the fuck are I, you doing, Batello?" Well, the the ad mentioned uh, flirting with the expo. And oh I, my god! Maybe I'm just in my head about it, but I was like, "Was that about me?" Oh my god! No. <laughs> Is there something Good. you want to tell us? No, I think I might. Who are you? What you flirting with, Kyle? I love Kyle. Yeah, I know. Bro, well, and it is he a problem. Got me, he he got me drunk last night. If you okay, think, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> Anyways, I will say just Time one for, more thing back oh to that. Oh my gosh! Um, <laughs> it couldn't be you because you'd never offer to run food. 
That's very true. <laughs> this is actually know. this is actually fact. Eighty six. The call out. Big fact. Her. Do you know what okay, time it is? So it's time. I think it's time for uh, a second round. It's time for a second round. Why is that your voice? Stop, you please, stop. I'd like some more pizza. May I have some more topics, please? Yeah, buddy, another round over here. We get to get more conversation. <laughs> okay. Like I said, we're trying something out. <laughs> Feel free to send us feedback. <laughs> we're, uh, we, we, we will not read it. We're tapping. We won't respond to it, but no, feel we will, free to send no, it. We'll read it. We're tapping a new K. We will read it. Okay. So. A new K. Actually, I kind of like that. Thank uh, so you. this it. we're going to talk about um, managers <laughs> just kind of in general. Like, uh, I don't, we, we talked about this. Like, we don't want to, like, call people out. I don't, you know, I understand that managers are just doing their job as well. I don't think they all do it to the best of their ability, but I also, you know, have my bad days too. And I, I recognize their people. Um, but at, by that same note, I want to kind of like express or at least, you know, just vent about like what our general frustrations with management are, or can be. Uh, but also at the same time, like I've had some great managers too. And yeah, I'd love to talk about like what makes, can do to make your job easy. exactly like so, why some of the, my favorite managers are my favorite managers and why I worked harder for them than I would have worked for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I, mean, I feel like it's, uh, uh, on the one hand, I mean, I don't know. I, I personally, I feel like my experience with managers and like just the restaurants that I've worked at have been fairly because I know Chino you were talking about you've done everything from fucking fine dining down to you know casual corporate shit so in terms of like size of restaurant for me I I feel like I've generally worked in like smaller ish places so even though my manager is my boss it's you spend I mean and also like in the restaurant industry like you get to know people so intimately just because you're with them a lot like um I always make the, I mean, we've probably all heard the jokes of like in the restaurant industry, you have work friends that you're like tight with. Those are your boys. That's your best friend, whatever. But like you never see them outside of work. Like, you know what I mean? And then when you do, it's weird. And you're like, what the fuck are we doing? Um, but like for me, go work, (laughs) but like for me with, with managers, it's always been like, uh, I've always known them really well. And they've always been like friends which obviously can lead to its own whole set of problems. You know, if you get a little too familiar with someone, then they got to pull rank or whatever. Um, but yeah, I'd be really curious just to hear, cause you, you said you've worked in so many different types of places, like what those different dynamics are like. Well, you get, you get different commitment levels from different restaurants. Like if we're talking corporate restaurants, you're getting managers who are given a rubric of what to do and they do it or they don't, but they try to do it. And most of those either come from previous front of house positions or previous back of house positions. And both of those come with their different dynamics. If they're previous back of house they're not as concerned about the flow of what's going on in the front. They're more concerned about the food that's coming out of the kitchen. If they're strictly front of house, the kitchen could be backed up. But if the front isn't right, that's what they're fixated on. It's weird, weird yeah. dynamic. Mom and pops, you have you have managers that are normally willing to dig you out of anything. Because at mom and pops, you have to do so much more because of the fact that there isn't a corporate standard. There isn't these rubrics. There isn't these syllabuses. It's just all dynamic working. So you have a lot of managers working their asses off in like the mom and pops. So it's like... It's, I, I, I prefer managers and restaurants that are, that are not chains just because you'll definitely get the best work out of them. And some people just suck. Some people just suck at their job. Some people just suck at their job. And that's understandable. Once you know what their strengths and weaknesses are, you can, weaknesses are, you can kind of work around them. Like I have a manager right now that I'm working with who, uh, it sucks, sucks. He's, 
He's a very nice guy, and as a human being, I really enjoy his presence. But as a manager, I couldn't get him far enough away from me. Sure. To not touch my plates and turn Just everything let to shit. Me do my shit. Are everything you talking about who I think you're talking about? Um, uh, probably, maybe. I don't know. I, I, I don't even know if you you worked with him, but uh, okay. But it. It's just one of those things where it's like once you kind of understand everybody's flow, there's always an answer. Like, yeah, if if I know that I'm worth with that shitty manager and things are getting slammed, I'll go to him and be like, "Hey, dude, do you mind helping out the kitchen? My food's not coming out fast enough. I'll take care of the front mm-hmm. and there offer it in a way that makes me seem like I'm in control Deep of my player. element. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm I'm also being strong enough to delegate where we need the help. True. So it ultimately makes me stronger without me being like. Dude, can you get in the fucking back? Cause you're fucking my shit up. Right, like, right, 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 totally. Sorry, well, in management, <laughs> with, when when the issue like that is management, like it creates a situation where you can't, you, you're not really in control of that, so you have to adapt. You right. have to, because you at the end of the day, you still gotta make your money. You still gotta come in and work. So the way outside I, of an extreme situation, in most cases, the the way the manager works is not gonna change. Right. The way I see it is, I've already told the audience, I've already told the table. Uh, if you need anybody to blame, I'm, I'm your guy to go to. Right. So it's my show. And as much as the manager can come in and talk to the table, it doesn't matter. Because ultimately, they're like, yeah, the manager talked to us, but I'm talking to you. Yeah. 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 You're the face of yeah. the table. Right. So it's it's really one of those things that I think that is really important. That if you know that you have a weak manager or, or one that isn't at least able to really take up any, any uh, of your slack, you really just got to own it. And just step into the role and just be like, all right, well, I'm the manager. I'm the server. I'm the expo. Whatever. Like... Yeah, this is my space now, and because at the end of the day, I mean, and we, we we talked about this, I think even last week. Like at the end of the day, most people in the service industry, that's not their career. They want to pursue other things. Like you're you're a comedian, um. So at the end of the day, it's about money, right? You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, like you're talking about, like I'm gonna do at the end of the day, I'm gonna do whatever I, I have to do. If I have to fucking take this whole show over, it's my fucking show. Because at the end of the day, you need that fucking tip. Like, that's why well, you're there. For us, too, it's a job. For the managers, it's a career. It's a career. Yeah, it's, it's, that's, it's, true. It's, it's, so that's true. Two different to styles them, coming in. To them, the restaurant is their comedy room. And I have to, I, I have to remind oh, myself of that. Because it's different levels of commitment. But also, at the same time, that's why I intentionally got a job at a corporate restaurant. Because if somebody pushes me to that threshold where it's just, I can be like, all right, fuck you. I quit. Yeah, bye. And then be like, what do you mean? I'm like, what do you mean? What do I mean? I'm an adult man and you're treating me like a child and I fucking quit. I don't have to work here. Yeah. And that's and that was I mean my experience coming from a corporate background where I was at before to now which is it's still corporate but it's just a much smaller space mm-hmm. and it's just in general it's much more friendly between the management and and I and I I as much as I like that the worker in me appreciated the more corporate structure because it made sure that things got done because it's sometimes it's hard to play the bad guy who has to tell like, Hey, you didn't do your side work or you didn't, you, you didn't get to that table fast enough or whatever it is. It's hard to play that bad guy when you're also like kind of friends with that manager. Right. Yeah. And like it, it sucks. But at the same note, like again, I'm there to make money. So I would rather it be easier for that to happen. Whatever that takes. That's my perspective. But by the same note, you also do get a lot of managers in that corporate environment, like you said, that have varying levels of, of dedication. Some people, I worked with a manager at my one of the corporate spots who, she was that manager who always, if you were working on a holiday, she was bringing in cookies or something that she baked. Mm-hmm. She always, they had the board where they would decorate and like take pictures of people. And managers like that, that make you feel valued, those are the ones that I'm like, 
you know, I'm having a shitty day, but I'm going to run to this person's food and I'm going to like do more than I necessarily need to do. Right. Because they, I know, I know how much they make. I know that they work more than full time. Usually they usually work more than eight hour shifts. Like there's a reason why I haven't done management. It's, it looks awful (laughs) from the way that I've seen. And, and, you know, they're making more than I am making, but I also see the potential of if you are at a server in, a, in the right spot or you're getting the right shifts, you can also make more than some of the managers make. There yes. are definitely, it's not as consistent, yes. but yeah, there are definitely I'd, I, one for sure, maybe two, maybe two servers. I don't even know about bartenders, but there's definitely one server at our job that makes more money than oh, anybody yeah. on management, except for maybe our GM. But does he have health benefits? No. no, yeah, that's true. And paid time, paid time off. Yeah, and a lot of time managers are are parents, mm-hmm. their fathers, mothers, even sometimes grandparents. You know that that's that that's the one thing, especially with corporate restaurants, is that they get hooked up in yeah. Benny's, medical, <laughs> dental, vision, all the nine yards. What they you get want, hooked. you got it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They got them. And but, uh, as, but can as, you work eleven hours, please? <laughs> as, as, Seriously. As, as far as the bad manager, good manager thing goes, I, I try to keep it to what I what I've. I love analogies because they make confusing things more simple for me. Um, I use an airplane analogy where it's like everyone on the airplane does not want the airplane to crash. Not just the people sitting down, but the pilot, the stewardess, none of them want this plane to crash. So you take that with your, with your managers as well. Like they don't want this restaurant to fail. They want you to succeed just as much as you want to succeed. But we do keep all the parachutes in the cockpit. What does that tell you? Right, right, right. (laughs) Yeah, 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 sure, sure, sure. Yeah, there's, there's, there's something to be said about, I don't know, as, as a comedian, just, just the fact that I know that this com- comedy is my career and, and serving is my job, it really gives me the freedom that every day that I'm having a super rough day, I can be like, is today the day? Dude, I've Dude, literally yeah. said that same phrase. It's, it's like I, I, I've yeah. asked myself, especially, you know, you, you go through rough patches sometimes mm-hmm. you're it's like going to work you're like man yeah, they, i'm get, i'm in a rough patch where like i'm not getting tips i mean it's I, I would assume it's the same as a comedian you know you have like little pockets of shows or like a couple shows in a row where you're like man something's a little wonky something's kind of something's yeah, kind of not moving not parts working. go off yeah. Or, yeah um i get that even making videos i'm like yeah uh, i've literally i remember uh, a server who now no longer works there because eventually he had his day he was like i'm done but him and i used to come in together and when shit would start kind of hitting the fan we just look at each other and go like yo it's today the day because <laughs> we might be walking out of this bitch in five minutes and it also draws attention to your own pettiness and that's oh, important yeah. too like I, I, nobody likes oh. talking about what what happens to your brain when you're in that 100% stress level uh, for an, multiple hours? Because you can be at a 10 for about 35, 40 minutes without it really bothering you. But once you're like getting to that hour, hour and a half range, you start feeling the effects of long-term stress, you know, the sweats, yeah. uh, minor blood flow being cut off to your minor organs. So you might have digestive problems, stomach pains, all types of random stuff. You know, you, you start losing track of time or you feel your stress rate going up, all these types of things. Like it really does funky things to your thought process too, because you're dehydrated, you're overheating, like literally your brain is overclocking. So it's kind of like important to have those check-in moments where you say something like that and you're either like, yep, I am too far into the black to ever come back. Or you're like, man, I'm being extremely petty over two tables. Yeah. Well, that's funny to hear you like describe it that way, because I don't know if if that if that makes me really short tempered because it takes less time of extreme stress for me because i get it's almost like trauma i get triggered from like we we had this same issue yesterday or last week or the past three months or like and since i've worked here it and right and we've not, talked yeah. about it and everybody knows it's a problem and we come in and 
management who is usually who I look to blame because that's their job ultimately is they're like, oh man, this is so stressful. Like, man, this sucks, huh? And I'm like, well, we knew this was going to happen. Like it, we like, oh, we're here again. Like, well then let's do something about it. So for it, me, it also, oh, it go. can, it can happen. Like it's the trauma that triggers it. Like not necessarily like, all right, it's uh, enough. A enough like too much like time. Stress. Yeah. It's like a PTSD. Where no, it's exactly. Like, it's coming it can, again. It's here comes again. Yeah. Going back to like the pilot analogy kind of with managers, you don't want to see them freaking out too. Like you don't want the pilot to be like, yeah. by the way, one of our engines just <laughs> We're failed. going down. But don't worry. Don't worry. We got this. We got this. We'll be fine. I would because prefer that it over like, oh, you. fuck. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. yeah, with a nice delivery, you know. But, but like well, sometimes you know, I'll see He sounded the, pretty confident. We, I mean, we don't – how many yeah, engines how many do we need, need, right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. How when they say that, I'm like, oh, okay. Like maybe we'll get through this. We don't need yeah. engines to land. Yeah. We're yeah. just gonna glide this craft into yeah. a to a impromptu water landing. Exactly. Everyone could yeah, just we're gonna flap their arms. Does that cloud have a goat on. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but so if the managers are freaking out, then all of a sudden everyone's freaking out. You're like right. It trickles and, 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 down. And, yeah. I definitely think like even mixing that in with what you said, Nate. Like uh, there have been times where not even like them panicking, right? But even what you said, Sheena, like when you're under stress for a lot, large amount of time, like you start getting really petty. You start your fuse is very short. So then, I've when any time like a manager has been like that to me, that's that will immediately fucking set me off. I'll get fucking pissed off because I'm like, hey, listen, you're stressed and I'm stressed, but I get to be fucking, I get to be a little fucking mad. You're the fucking boss. You don't get to fucking. You shouldn't like give me lip like. When, you know, if, if shit's going wrong and it's, you know, dinner rush, whatever, and I ask something for a manager or I say something for him, okay, I'll tell you a story. <laughs> story time. It's, it's a very short story. So, uh, you know, pre-shift, right? For anybody who's not in the restaurant industry or whatever, pre-shifts is like what it sounds like. You get together before your shift and you just kind of game plan like this is what's going on in the restaurant, whatever. The more so, you know. The more you know. <laughs> so we were doing Between pre-shift uh, a couple, Line meeting. couple days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and we we're at a table that would, uh, that was in what would become my section. Right. Um, and so they always like let it, we had like a new dish that we were trying out. We do like little beer samples, whatever, talking about a bunch of stuff. Um, and then the pre-shift was over and I got on the floor early. They needed me to take some tables, whatever. So I'm doing my thing. And for like 30, 45 minutes plates and like cups from managers were left on this table and we only had like one buster i think at the time because it was because it was right in pre-shift so it was like right at that changeover time you know um and so like eventually i was like kind of like man hey get this shit out of my section man like clean that table off so i can get sat whatever and so i said something to a manager and the manager went and did it and picked the picked the dish up uh the plate and then looked at me and was like wow yeah that was really easy Super easy for me. Didn't take huh. me any time at all. It's like that type of shit where I'm like, no, fuck that noise, bro. Like, yeah. you listen, I'm, I, if, yes, I could have done it myself, but I give people money at the end of the night to do that shit. And also, you're the manager. Fucking, if no one, it's like what you're saying. At the end of the day, if no one else is going to do it, it's on you to do it. Like, and I, and I, you know, I wasn't like crazy complaining about it. I was just letting, trying to just let it be known. So anytime I feel like I get flack back from a manager or like we're talking about like the mask slips with them, that's what will always really, really set me off. And I guess, I mean, I guess that is kind of unfair, but <laughs> I, I, and like, like I said, managers are people too, but I don't think it's unfair because again, to bring it back to the money, it's stressful as a server when you're working for tips you don't know how much you're going to make when you come in that day. Mm-hmm. 
as a manager, like, yes, your bonus is in question, but your salary is your salary. Right. And you get like, a free meal today. Right. And you get a, you get a, I mean, the free meal is pocket change when you're getting like compared to like the health insurance benefits. I guess. But like, when I have to get a meal at the end of the day and yeah. I go, ah, perks a perk. Free food too. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll throw <laughs> well, that in there You are underestimating but, how much we like free food. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell them a little bit? Now our listeners right are like, man, they do have a yeah. bad shit. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> they need uh, to get out of there. Get some off. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, but, I don't know. I think, uh, I, uh when it comes to managers shit talking like that, because I mean, it's a workplace. We all play grab ass. It's sure, fun. sure. That's the best part about a food service is the yeah, fact of how we can actually talk to each other when the we're in the culture, back. Culture, yeah, yeah. So when a manager gives me passive aggressive shit like that, I was like, man, that wasn't hard at all. I'm like, oh my god, well, thank you so much. Yeah, you give it right back. You're you're just the highlight of my day. You watching you grab a plate is is so out of place. Yeah, but it, I actually had a, a manager yell at me. For, uh, recently, and I, I I don't get yelled at. It's been a long time since I've been yelled at food server. I've been doing it a long time. And it was, of course, the manager who's uh, shitty. And uh, <laughs> the <laughs> table had complained about what they got. I returned it, fixed the complaint. When we brought it back, they said that they'd forgotten to mention this as well. So now it's the third send back. So I had to go back to the kitchen and let them know, hey, they misinformed me on the second time. So now this third one, actually, they've never been my fault. Right. They right, changed right, their right. mind. Yeah. They misinformed me. And now this is where we're at. And he ye- the, the manager yelled at me, took the next food out, and when he came back, and I said, listen, grown men don't yell at grown men mm. unless they're prepared for the consequences. Yeah. Damn. So don't yell at me again unless you want to see me off the clock. Ooh. And he, was, he, was like, looked, he looked at me like, <laughs> Roast he, he looked, battle. He looked at me, are you serious? Yeah. And I wasn't emotional. I wasn't angry. Yeah. I was like, you don't yell at me. I don't yell at you. This is not the relationship we have. Yeah. You're my superior and I accept that and I'll accept every whatever you want to write me up for messing up this thing. I understand. Right. But if you yell at me again, there's just as many consequences as I'm facing with this table. And sure. I want you to know that. Yeah. I have way more skin in this game than you do. Yeah, right? like dude, I have no problem choke slamming a motherfucker and quitting a job. <laughs> like I got a I got a corporate restaurant job for the freedom of doing whatever yeah. the fuck I want, yeah. whenever I want. You went, I, you went home and wrote a hundred roast jokes about him. Yeah. <laughs> you don't well, want to know the consequences. Just the, just the truth is, is, if I want to be a successful food server for the rest of my life or manager or whatever, I'm going back to Hawaii and I got a five-star restaurant that I can right. work yeah. on right, right. now. So, I can make $400 a night, no problem. Yeah. Like, so but, that kind of leads into the question I want to ask everybody. Have you ever considered the manager move? And what did you? where did you land on that? No. Kyle, have you thought uh, about it? Someone, uh, the other night, um, it was a terrible night. The other buster wasn't doing shit. I think I kind of mentioned this a little bit. Yeah. Um, I was pissed. I was heated. And the manager cuts me, and I go, cool, can I talk to you in, in your office for a second? Talking to him, I'm just like, hey, that shit doesn't fly. Like, I, like, I, I can't do this. Like, I don't want to work with that person if this is how it's going to be. Um, he later texts me, and he's like, thank you for your work. I appreciate your hard work. He's like, and I told him, I was like, yeah, and if you ever need a bartender, like, let me know. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, you could go very far in this restaurant game, like even a manager. And I just laughed out loud (laughs) because I would not want to be a manager. Mm. Those long days, I get the perks, but those, oh, no. Too much. Uh, No, I I don't think I would want to be a manager. I I think I would be a really bad manager. Like, I, I wanted to maybe talk about just like the management styles, but I'm a very like, I don't like following the rules. Like I do the best 
thing that I so I think you'd be a great me. manager for well, me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you were my manager, you'd be my I, favorite if I, manager. If I still got the security of being a manager, but no, also the ditto, the long days, the long hours. Honestly, if I was to make the restaurant world my career, I would much rather do be a chef or, or mm-hmm. like work in the back of house. Okay, because that I feel like is a is not that what managers do is easy or or not a skill, but. That's like I would rather like hone, you know, like that cooking mm-hmm. and and uh, it's more of a technical quantifiable. Yeah, yeah, skill. yeah, and also like that that just bringing it, you know, to the food. I mean, yeah. I appreciate what man. You have to deal do, with less I'm people. Like not detail oriented. I would be from a, from an employer's point of view, I'd be a terrible manager, uh, and I also would not want to do it. Well, you'd also be enriching yourself with the talent that would otherwise go unexercised. You yeah. know, the fact yeah. that you would get to work in a kitchen constantly would make you a better exactly better oh, chef. Exactly. Yeah, 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 and then so, like that's you know at the end of the day. Even at where we work, uh, you know, we focus on like beer and food and stuff like that. But like at the end of the day, that's where my love for the industry lies is like, you know, I like to go out to eat. I'm kind of a foodie. Like I Mm -hmm. like to try different like that's where it is. And like, you know, all the all the stuff that managers do to like make it a welcoming environment and hiring the right people and getting that like it's definitely part of it. But like at the end of the day, it's about the food. It's about the beers. It's Mm -hmm. about like the that's what it's about. What about you, Gino? Um. You know, I think it takes a special breed to be a manager. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen what happens to my friends who accept manager positions and how we no longer can be workplace friends. Oh, it's man. it's one of those things where it's like it really you really have to be okay with everybody in the room being unsatisfied with, yeah. with, with yeah. who you are and what you're doing. They buttoned up, bro. Yeah. It's 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 a thankless job and I got a lot of respect for the people who can do it because I can't. Yeah, there's, there's one thing on that that, that I want, this is a good point. Like, I, I think it's it has the potential, and I'd love to at some point get like a manager on here and talk to him uh, from anywhere. But like, it has potential to be a pretty lonely, you know, kind of thing. It is like you have no one at work you can really talk to except for the other managers. But you're working these like crazy long hours. Mm-hmm. Like, you, your social life is like, you know, I'm sure it takes a beating if yeah. you're there at six in the morning. You're not doing much of the day before. Like, you know, you're working weekends. That's the busiest time. So, like, I can see it being, you know, it's a tough one. No one can relate to them except the other managers. Right, exactly. Yeah. I, I also think that's another reason why most managers are in families because mm-hmm. they already have a system in place of support. Yeah. Right. They already have some, they already have people that love them, people that need them, people that are relying on them. So when they come to work, they, they can they turn off work and those maternal instincts of what, what needs to be fed and they can get to work and help us do our job and let us shit on them like we do sometimes yeah. on podcasts and it's <laughs> what it's here for and, and you know it, it really takes a strong type of person to be able to take that daily and come back for 11 more hours of it every day like i i do have respect but it's also the acknowledgement when you take the management position it, it's also the acknowledgement that you've completely submitted to the restaurant process. yeah that's the thing man like for me i guess maybe it's crossed my mind a couple times even though i am i mean I'm not, really? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not surprised I, I by your surprise. No. Well, no, I mean, uh, when you've I, done it long enough, yeah, because yeah, I've been in the game it. for a while, dude. Yeah. So like, uh, and especially at our restaurant, and I love our restaurant in terms of like those four walls and the doors and the people there. The company is like a whole different thing, but like, I love our restaurant. I love our spot. Um, but the thing that always hangs me up is like kind of what we were talking about before too. Is like those moments when you're busy and you're running around serving, bartending, whatever, and then you can have that moment of just go, deep breath, like, it's just a fucking job. It's mm-hmm. going to be okay. Yeah. As well, a manager, I don't feel like you can do that. Right. Like, you can't just show up, do your job, and dip. Like, that shit is your life, that you need that restaurant to succeed. And it, it like, yeah. for, like, our GM, uh, like, the buck stops with him. 
Yeah. And it's not, it's like being a head coach of a fucking football team. If the team isn't winning, the team doesn't go anywhere. They get rid of you. You know what I mean? They're like, you're fired. Get out. We're going to bring someone else in. You know, so it's like you, they don't—they don't clock in and clock out either. Exactly. Yeah. They're it's like it's salary. They're on all they're the time. They're always there. So for me, that's the thing is like I can have a really shitty day, whether because of personal shit or like bad tips or not getting along with someone I'm working with or whatever. And then once I hit that clock out and drink that shit beer, I'm like, I don't work for another two days. I'll, I'll see. I'll yeah. see y'all on Saturday. There's, Fuck this shit. I'm out. You know. There's also this this uh, this acceptance that you need when it comes to being a manager because I mean. 50% of people in the food service industry at the serving level are performers. Oh, yeah. And 70% of, of servers are drug addicts. Do what you will with that math. Yeah. Some overlap. 80% of all statistics are made up. But, <laughs> but if, you, if you're either one of those two, you lose access to both of them once you become a manager. Yeah. If you're a performer, you're losing your hours to possibly perform. If you're a drug addict, you're losing the cash that you make <laughs> to get your drugs. True. Word. So it's not very beneficial to... 80% Damn, when you break it down scientifically like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I, like I mean, can't argue with stats, man. I'm with a I'm with a hell no. <laughs> not about because you, of yeah. the nefarious reasons that Chino said. <laughs> You're not um, a drug addict. What? Well, you no. can talk about it. <laughs> 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 drugs. He's no, well, not uh, a performer. <laughs> no, if I don't admit it, then I don't have a problem. That's how it works. Uh yeah, I mean I've I have thought about it just because like you know, the inconsistency of being a server sucks mm -hmm. and you know, you reach a point, especially as you get older too, it's like maybe I should get like a big person job, yeah, like a real yeah. person job, but I'm just not ready to like kill myself yet. So <laughs> when I, when I've like really hit rock bottom, <laughs> I'll probably take a manager job someplace and then that's what six months down the line. Yeah. Just they want someone at the end of their road. Exactly. Yeah. Nothing yeah. to live for. I mean, here you run this business now. <laughs> it, it, it reminds me of, of, uh, the saying of, of a sex worker, you know, you're paying for my body, not my spirit. Yeah. But then the customer's like, I just want your body. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think that was that was pretty good. Um, Shout out to the managers out there. Yeah. Yeah. Dipped our yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to. for the good managers. Yeah. The good managers out there. All you Thank bad you. managers, you know who the fuck you are. Yeah. Fuck you. And you know what? <laughs> Even still, keep being a bad manager. Whatever, man. No shame in the game. Yeah. I, yeah. I dig it. I yeah. wouldn't want to do it. So. I'm going to do, I'm gonna do <laughs> yeah, my right? thing regardless. Like, so. As you can tell, yeah, we were all like, no, you're a better person than I. If you, uh, after Thicker thinking about skin, one more, like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll work hard uh, for you. But if we're wrapping it up, I just want to like give this great little anecdote. It was like one of my like favorite memories of being in a uh, serving restaurant. It was like very small, but I worked at this other place. We had an outdoor patio that had speakers, uh, and you know, most of the day you're playing like you know whatever top forty Radio kind of shit. yeah yeah like alt rock stuff. Um, on your skin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I wish. Uh, that is a bop. All right. No more than that. Anyway, like, How long yeah, yeah, yeah. is this bit gonna go? Uh, <laughs> shout out to Natasha Benningfield. Um, <laughs> so anyway, it's uh, it's no. night, and the, the the it was an assistant manager there, and he was like a huge EDM guy, and it was like at night, and people weren't leaving. They're on the patio. We close at nine. It's nine thirty. They're not leaving. He plugs in his iPod and turns it up to 11 and just blasts EDM. Oh, like, God. doesn't say anything. No one went out and was like, hey, we're closed or anything. Yeah. Just 
absolutely washes the patio and just like, <laughs> and like and, uh, even you just saying they got it up in like 30 hurt. seconds and like fucking ran out of the door and he got in big trouble for that but we were like dude that was You're awesome yeah that was that was like and because you know he was like he still had his work to do he was doing that for us so we could do yeah. our side work and get out of there you know, he was going to be there all night. So. Probably got a family, too. Yeah. I, 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 home. My kids, I love, bro. I love that dude. He's like, I can't listen to this EDM at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. can't, yeah. can't feel I, those this subwoofers, spot. bro. Yeah. yeah he's like, he puts on the EDM. He's like, I'll be right back. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Especially when we're talking about, like, like GMs, like, and you have that immense amount of pressure and, like, responsibility on them. I've had some, honestly, like inspiring GMs who have just worked and worked mm-hmm. and come in on what's supposed to be their day off. And like I had a manager at my last place who was, he was, he would have the perfect balance of being close with all the employees. He, he was very dad-like, very kind, understanding, but also was very strict and very rigid. And this is the way that things were done. And you that. need to do it the right way. And, and it's, and it's, it's not because I don't love you, but it's because you work with other people who depend on you to do your job the right way. So you need to do it right. And I like that. That was like a perfect balance. Um, but he just worked so hard. And like I said before, like it just made me when I would normally come in and maybe give like 80%, it made me do like hundred, 110, 120. Um, so shout out to, it's their attitude. Yeah. Yeah. But that's funny that like that everyone has, everyone has their own opinions or, you know, how they feel about different management managers and management styles. Cause like for me, I love a manager, especially a GM that like doesn't really care, no, or nothing, or or even if they or even if they don't care, it, it's not about not caring, but they're like they're just like low pressure. Like That's yeah, what I they think might the not AGMs jump, for bro. They might not. No, dude, the AGMs <sighs> yeah, are the no, ones that are supposed to jump in and help. The GM no, is the leader of the ship. Somebody has to care because what about when shit goes wrong and like sh- stuff has to be fixed? Because I've had that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. So I like it when other people don't. You're care. part of the problem. When Sam. it's like that's fine. I'll happily. No, I see what you're saying. Is like I'm I'm fine with anybody not caring except for the person who's the fucking. <laughs> The captain of the ship, yeah. yeah. I don't I want everybody. To, I want to be on a party boat, coach. not a fucking. I don't need Titanic. him to be fucking crazy, like like super super strict. But I need him to be a. I need him to be a dude who's gonna fucking. That's why, I like, say whatever you want about our GM now. He's obviously not perfect, but I've even when he was an AGM, like when I started there, I've always been. I'll, I'll do anything for that dude because I have literally seen him straight up, quote unquote, get his hands dirty, like. Shit is going wrong in the kitchen. He jumps behind the line and yeah. starts cooking fucking food. Yeah, like yeah. shit. Like he'll do anything. Yep. And that's what you need. And when we had a GM who was a really great guy, super cool guy, the didn't give a fuck guy. I liked him a lot as a person. I, he was an okay manager, but to be a GM of a restaurant, bro, no, shit, shit say, was bad think, for a while. I he think he, there. no, I think he, yeah, but what, what was our turnover like? Really is super low. Yeah. Yeah, because it was a chill place company. to work, and I'm there to I'm there to make money and not stress. And I mean, if yeah. I don't make if if I make you know five ten to ten percent less, but I'm not stressing, that's where I'd rather. No, nah, fuck well, that shit. I think that's a whole nother a whole nother topic that <laughs> yeah. we can uh, give me that, that dunny, bro. I'm there to make money. Yeah. Yeah. See another uh, another episode. Uh, we'll have to have Gino come back for that. Hey. But yeah, um, I think that was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, before we get out of here, we got a few more things we got to run through. Uh, as always, it's gotta run through, our get favorite to run through. segment of the week. You know it. Hot Pocket, Cold Pocket. Hey. Hot Pocket, Cold Pocket. Hot Pocket, Cold Pocket. <laughs> oh, the pocket's 
My pocket's cold. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, this is just our little segment where we kind of talk about either like really good things, which is like, you know, your nice warm hot pocket. Or uh, some really bad, shitty, unexpected things that happen to you over the week, like when your hot pocket is cold after you take it out of the microwave. That is a cold pocket. Uh, anybody That's got some good stuff for us? I got a cold pocket. You got a cold pocket? I was worried because I, I like literally remind myself every day, like, don't forget that cold pocket because I wanted to talk about it. it was all <laughs> nice. like, I was worried I was going to forget it by the time we recorded. Um, just like a really s- short story, super stupid. Um, super cold. Super cold pocket. It's just fucking annoying, man. Like... There was a dude the other day I was bartending and he came in. I saw him like talking to the host and I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like something like clearly he has a lot of questions about something. Something's weird. Uh, so he came in. He was like, hey, man, uh, I want to put an order in. I was like, yeah, cool. Like to go. And he's like, um, yeah, to go. But like we work here. We work upstairs. So I'm going to put an order in. Um, can you put it in for like 1220? And I'm like, what do you mean? It's like 11. It's like 1115 right now. Uh, and I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, like, can I give you the order now? And you just ring it in at like 1220. And I was like, uh, I got to check, man. Like we don't do that. Like yeah. we're, 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 we, we don't do that shit. Cause it's, cause it's fucking dumb. So <laughs> then, but I said that. And then our host Cody was like, Oh, I already asked whoever the manager was. And they said, they said, it's okay. So I'm like, God damn it. Whatever. Fine. So then he, he reads me this order. Uh, and he's like, yeah, instead of 1220, I was like, yeah, so I'll, or I said, I'll, I'll ring it in at 1220 for you, man. Like, no worries. And he's like, oh, well, no, we're going to be here at 1220. I'm like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, we're coming in at 1220. So can it be ready when we get here? So now oh I'm like, God. I got to time this motherfucker yeah. shit out based on a time it takes to cook. Like I have to look at their order and be like, how long is this maybe going to take? And B a lot can change in yeah. an hour yeah, and a half. You don't know how busy we could the be fucking crazy be. busy. Yeah. So I'm like, um, yeah, man, I get like, I can't they say no. The manager said it's okay. What? They still wanted it to go though. Like I double checked them. So I go, yeah. and it's, it's go. Right. And he goes, yeah, I put it in whatever. Or I, I didn't put it in. I didn't put it in. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I rang it in, but I put it on hold anyway. Yeah. Um, and then I like start doing those shit and I see him talking to Cody again and Cody comes back in and he goes, Hey, so actually they just made a reservation for a table. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, so they're going to come in at 1220. They want their food ready, and they want to sit down at a table. And I'm like, what the fuck? So some server, because it ain't going to be me, yeah. some server now is going to have to go take care of them and get them fucking drinks for the food and get no fucking tip off of it probably and, like, do work for people when, uh, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, the food's already in. <sighs> it's yeah, a cold it's a pocket, cold bro. Pocket, it's a cold it's fucking cold. pocket, bro. It's a stressful people, cold we pocket. We have people oh. order to go and then just sit down in the lounge and eat it and just leave all their to-go shit there. Well, that's oh. the thing. So then it no came tip. out to goes. Uh, oh, it was Ashley. Garbage people. If, that, if you're listening right now, you're, you're a garbage. piece of shit. Garbage. Absolutely. <laughs> Spit in your mouth. So, so I forgot the, the coldest part. <laughs> Not of the in pocket. a good way either. Coldest part of the pocket is, so then they came in, they sat down at the table, we gave them their food, and they asked the server, like, why is our shit in to-go containers? I'm like, motherfucker, first of all, you said it was to go. Second yeah. of all, I don't give a fuck if you said it was to go or not. If you order your shit ahead of time and then you come in and take up a fucking table, your shit's in a fucking to-go container. <laughs> fuck you. You're a piece of shit. If you're listening, you know who the fuck you are. You're probably not listening. I don't know how you would. I don't listen, but anyway, don't fucking don't and also, ever do that And also, please write shit. us mail. Go fuck yourself. To you. Don't ever fucking anyone out there ever 
Don't fucking call a restaurant and be like, hey, I want to put an order in, but like, can you put it in at a certain time? They're going to put it in when you fucking order it. That's the way this works. You say words, I put thing in, you eat, we exchange monies, and then you get the fuck out. Okay. It's a very delicate system. Okay. Okay. <laughs> We're here right. for you. Anyway, yes, all right. I have a cold pocket that kind of turned into a hot pocket. Ooh. Yeah, like I, I put it back in the microwave kind of thing. So. Um, <laughs> Here I am, Friday night serving. Uh, I serve like once or twice a week and then expo bus the other days that I work. Um, and I'm tired. Like I'm one of the night servers and I don't really like drinking coffee that much, but I'm like, I guess I might have to drink coffee tonight. I don't. I'm like, I could just do it on my pure will and determination. I want to be excited. I wasn't. So one of the servers, she's like, hey, I have the rest of this energy drink called Bang. I don't know if anyone's had this drink. Um, it is like crack cocaine in a can. I did not know this. How it, do you know what crack's like, Kyle? Huh? Uh, d- research. Market 70% research. 70% of service. Hit him with no, the scotch, no, no. Oh, But uh, I read on it after I drank it that it's like pre-workout. And pre-workout I've taken <laughs> before. And it's like getting nails in your arms until you work out kind Jeez. of thing. Um, and so I'm like at my tables and I'm like cracked out. Kind of <laughs> like, like I'm like, huh, like trying to take their orders. I have like three tables. Yeah, I'm like, I'm freaking out. Um, I get this 10 top who five of them are there. They don't, the rest of them don't show up for like another hour. And so like, I'm just like kind of hovering around, like trying to be cut, but I can't until this 10 top gets through. Plus I want their money so that I can buy food tonight. It's a 10 top. It's a 10 top. Yeah. That's like 30, 40 bucks maybe right there. Um, Anyway, so I'm cracked out the whole time that I'm serving this table and I'm like hardly smiling because I don't feel good. Uh, and at the very end of my night, I look at their check, and I'm expecting them to tip poorly. Yeah. Um, didn't really give them the best service. Uh, <laughs> it's hard when you're under the influence um, of whatever I was under. But I see, and they gave me 25%. And I was like, oh, God, that is a hot pocket right there. That's a hot yeah. pockety pocket. God damn. Nice. Yeah. Cool there's there's some pocket. there's some good people out there. They're um, out there. Hard to find. They need to come into our restaurant more. You hear yeah. that? If you're a good person out there, you're fucking garbage. Yeah. Spit in your mouth. <laughs> and as much Don't as you we, ever fucking do 25%. Yeah, yeah. As much as we need sponsors, uh, bang. Please do not sponsor us. Do not drink it. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Unless you're about hey, to go crazy. Hey, unless, hey, unless you're yeah, about yeah. to get nuts. You, you haven't seen what Kyle's opinions are held only like, by him and not yeah, by the exactly. podcast at large. Don't worry. Yeah. When we get the that, that, split, you can, you can uh, I can yeah, split off from we'll, it. Yeah, yeah. We'll split the we'll just do it three ways. between me, Sam, and Nate, and Kyle. You don't have That is fine by me. Okay, bro. You're officially out of the podcast. No. All right. I do believe that we have some mail this week. It's mail time. Oh, again? the mail! It's so hot. <laughs> sounds like so uh, sounds like the round two voice. <laughs> <laughs> also, the voice from like the very beginning of the podcast. Uh, let me just check that mailbox real quick. <laughs> Whoa, there's a letter inside. Snail mail. What is that? Are you walking over? That was the like the knife that you used to open the. Your like the your foley is not getting better. <laughs> okay, so uh, we got a letter that says a really good friend of mine at work's sister moved to town. Okay. A really good friend of mine, my work. work friend. Their sister. Has a their sister, sister moved, sister. To moved to town. Okay. Hot. She's beautiful and I want to pursue her, but my coworker and I are really good friends. Oh. What should I do? Stay behind. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Next question. <laughs> behind your back, behind. <laughs> well, Kevin, what I would tell you is what your friend don't know, don't hurt your friend. No, that's terrible. <laughs> uh, that's a recipe for disaster. Do people not have an open enough dialogue with their friends to be like, dude, your sister's fucking hot. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess it depends on the on like the yeah, on the quality of friendship. Too, yeah, that's true too. Yeah, but, but he said they if, said really good friends. What if it goes friend. sour? Give a shit. If that's a, my whole thing. If it's a work friend, I'd be yeah. like, yo, let me swim in your gene pool because your sister <laughs> is looking like a snack. You just yeah. go up and you're like, yo, bro, how you doing? No, I mean, <laughs> yeah. bro. I'm trying to get brother. that family I'm meal. To, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be your brother, brother. Yeah. I would say you just gotta brother. you have to feel it out. You first No, you do. You first what's important is the <laughs> is the relationship between the sister and the, the brother. brother. Ooh. Whether like she's younger or she's older or if they're close or if they're not close. That's true. Too old. Then you have to figure out what is your you know, this friendship, how good of friends are you with this guy? Because if you're really good friends and you know, it's not, he, she's not like super underage or like something weird. Like you should be like our Kelly, bro. We're staying. Yeah. Topical. She's underage. Yeah. Definitely God don't damn. tell the brother. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> don't God. tell the brother. You should be able to say Your like, dialogue's not that open. Hey, your sister's kind of <laughs> no, cute. Don't. Like, am I not a scumbag? I, just, I have a sister. And uh, she's been pretty. There's a lot of friends of mine that have voiced she's, their opinions. You say she's been pretty? Oh, she's she's a little bit older than me. No, no, she's she's still she's still <laughs> very pretty. <laughs> luckily, <laughs> luckily, she's very she's very pretty. Still, she's not very smart. But uh, <laughs> you only need one. I'm or the, the smart other. one. Is she she's a manager. Uh, no, she, no, okay. no, she's an esthetician, like all other pretty girls. Mm. But uh, nice. She's. <laughs> I've had a lot of friends voice the the want or need to have sex with my sister, mm. and uh, I've always been indifferent. I feel like if I got worked up about it, that'd probably mean that I want to fuck weird, my sister. Yeah. True. Yeah. And that's yeah. kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In a Game of Thrones kind of way. I'm a no little thanks. defensive about my sister, mostly because she's younger and two, because I know how trash that guys are. So mm, like, it's not... Men are trash. Yeah. So if I... You just talking about that last night? Most of my friends, I think, would just be too old for me to be comfortable with them dating her. But if she was older, I could... You know, I have some friends that I am pretty confident aren't scumbags. I would be like, okay, sure. Younger Maybe. sister is a different dynamic. Because yeah. for me, it was always like, huh, good luck, but yeah. she's not going to fuck your dumb ass. You know? Right. <laughs> like, my sister's pretty yeah. cool. The dynamic <laughs> yeah, is much... Who, if you had to older. choose, who would you be the most comfortable with dating no. your sister out of no. me, Sam, and Kyle? None of you. None of us? No. Damn it. Look at that. I won. You won. First of all, <laughs> I'm the one. First of all, my sister would eat you guys alive. <laughs> you probably do. You said oh, she's done because she say things like lit. And <laughs> no, <laughs> no she's really mature for okay. her age. Okay. She's only, she's about to turn 22, but she, she's very, she's uh, an old soul is what mm. I would say. Um, she's pretty hip, but. What she's are her interests? Not. What she's in? What is she <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so to Kevin, yeah. I think. Um, what are we? What are we gonna say? I mean, talk, I'd say yeah. I mean, I'd say talk to the co-worker. communication. Talk to the friend first. Well, first talk I would like the at friend. least yeah. flirt with the Ask sister a blessing. little bit to like see if she's even into you. Word, be, yeah. You don't want to go to the brother and be like, hey, do you mind if I date your sister? And, and then like, you go and you find out she's a lesbian. And it's like, well, right. yeah. I feel like the move is like, yo, is your sister single? Like, I think we can all agree that. Neither of the men have any say in the situation. Right, whatsoever. that's true too. True. Yeah. So, oh, dude, I disagree. but I think Fuck, the patriarchy is alive and well. <laughs> I don't think it's so much about like Hot getting tape. his permission because that's like required as much as when you value someone as a friend, like you don't want to violate that. Because if if I if I found out one of you guys was like talking to my sister or something, and I didn't know, I'd be like, what Yo, what? Why wouldn't you tell me? Yeah, I it's, we it's cool. kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So, but I, 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 I feel was like waiting yeah. for the right time to tell you, maybe. <laughs> All right, there you go, what Kevin. An interest. Yeah, I need to know. <laughs> anyway, thanks for uh, thanks for sending in that letter. Yeah, thank Kevin. you, Kevin. Uh, thanks, Kev. You guys can always. We'll call you know you how Kev. it goes by now. Yes. Uh, good good luck give, fucking your boy's sister, bro. We give <laughs> yeah. fun, bro. I'm really pumped for you. I want yeah. that to happen. Yeah, yeah well, please, write us another one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, please give us a follow up. Updates on Kevin. Uh, but yeah, you guys can always uh, send us questions, comments, concerns, stories. If you think you'd be a good guest, you're probably wrong, but you never know. Uh, <laughs> 86nofilterpod at gmail.com and 86nofilterpod on Insta. Um, run by your boy, Daniel. I've dubbed myself the media liaison. Did you just yeah. talk to yourself in third person? Yes. Yeah, with the I'm B-O-I boy, liaison, bro. Yeah. 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 Your boy. Bro. We might have to. You're never going to be on the Instagram ever Rethink again. that title. It's getting so big already. It's, it's, it's in the can, Media liaison and your boy. And your boy. Okay, so sending that stuff in. To wrap this up, we have our cardinal sin for the week. Does anybody have one specifically? Yeah, if it's... Chino, I think a, a, a little bit off air, but if there was one thing you wanted someone that was not in the restaurant industry to take away from this podcast, what would it be? Like a like a guest coming into a restaurant? Like yeah, like like what should they like Cardinal Sin? Like what should they never do, or what should you? Like, oh, what, like what if, should they? If you t- t- yeah, if you had no idea how a restaurant works, and you might have been doing this, but like you had no idea what a pain in the ass it was. I mean, I think Botello has my Cardinal Sin would be never yell at your server. Yell at the manager, because that's how you get free shit. Yeah, that's I would agree with that too. Oh. Like that. Yelling at your server will get you nowhere. It just it'll yeah. just make the person helping you out frustrated. Yeah, the manager is the one with the key and the power. Yell at that fucker. That's why he gets paid more than us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> true. true. That's true. That's why he's on fucking salary. And go. on that on that, that same kind of note, I would just add like, you know, you don't necessarily have to yell, but I try to tell people if you if there's an issue with your food or something. Let me know yeah. because it's my job to fix that shit. And I don't, I mean, honestly, I don't really care. I just, if you tell me, then I can fix it and then oh, I can yeah. at least try. One of my pet Then I can get my manager or something. But when at, when the food's done and you're like, this wasn't that good. Well, it's like, well, why, why yeah. did you wait 30 minutes yeah. to tell me when yeah. I've been coming by every five minutes to be Checking like, hey guys, it, how are we doing? Thou shalt not berate this. Thou shalt not berate their server. Berate thine manager for free belongings. That's right. They're who's going to hook you up, especially in a corporate environment. Like, oh yeah. I've definitely had tables that weren't even that mad that I was like, Look, I'm, I want to help you guys out. Oh, yeah. You guys are really nice, and I'm sorry this happened. You know, let me get my managers. Make sure you tell them how upset you are, and they'll hook you up. Yeah. Because that's that's what it is. That's a good cardinal sin. Cool. All right. Um, that was really good. That was a really good show. That felt yeah. fun. Uh, Chino, thank you so much thanks. for Thanks for having me on, guys. Chino. Appreciate it. Thank you. We'll have to get you back uh, on. I'm, I'm, Chino, I'm ready. the first guy we've had on the podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we've had some ladies in that seat. But yeah, we've been cool. trying to not keep it from keep getting to... There's two, four dudes uh, already, so yeah. We that, e- that explains where the mic was positioned. I, I felt yeah. kind of... <laughs> like I was uh, Gulliver's yeah. Travels a little bit. Tied down by Puchins. Yes, that's... That's funny. <laughs> okay. Uh, Thank you. So before we get out of here, uh, please, I'm going to give you a chance to plug your stuff. This is yeah, not going to be uh, released immediately, but it's, I mean, it will be released at some point. So anything right, well, that you want to well, talk also, about. I wanna uh, know I can as we are, uh, as we're recording right now, I'm currently under trial uh, with the R. Kelly. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can check me out at uh, any of my Instagram, Facebook. All those tags are Chino Bra. That's C-H-I-N-O-B-R-A-H. Because I'm from Hawaii. That's a, <laughs> I a kind of, of a, it's guys. kind of just a little funny thing for you guys. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I got. Uh, I keep up on my story on Instagram. It's always a fun time. I got really lots of photos. Know. I'm originally from Maui. 
Oh, yeah, shit, I, I went Maui. What? Dude. Tacos is my life. Dog. Dog. Oh, man. I'm I'm a south sider. I'm from Kihei. Yeah, but Lahaina is dope. I fuck up Lahaina all the time. But, uh. Yeah, check me out. Instagram, Facebook. I don't do Twitter because uh, I pretty much do the same thing on my Facebook. Um, yeah, come to a comedy show. Uh, I got a website, chinobra.com. Are there any clubs that you like frequently go to? Like, do you, do you are you past open mic nights? Do you still do them to kind of do material? Um, some I I personally believe that one's never above open micing. Uh-huh. Um, I've been doing this about eleven years, and there's a lot of peers that disagree with me. But that's just where I don't see them, and that's fine. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I open mic a lot to work on new material, but you sure. can catch me at the Comedy Store. Um, I'm at the Dojo of Comedy on uh, at Sycamore Tavern on Sunset. Uh, I'm at Robin Hood on Wednesdays. Yeah, just follow my, my, uh, my social media. I just media followed it, and he's got a great story already. Yeah, it's, it's pretty fun. Yeah. So I've already mentioned you guys. Hey. Uh, I mean, by the time this airs, that story will probably be way old, way old. But I'll have new shit. Exactly. There you It'll go. still be topical. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'd love to have you back for another episode some for it on the line, because I, I feel like we have... We had so some more stuff more, to talk yeah. about. Yeah, oh, we, for sure. Like, I got some like good, good server too. stories too. So if you have like a like a nostalgia day or something, or like oh, yeah. a sw- like story swap, do that next time. Dog, I've I've gotten fired by a restaurant by Scott Stapp from Creed. What? what? I'm just gonna leave that on the table. Oh, man, wow. that's a hell of a tease. Wow. This is the you to get me I back. I feel like here. that's that's there's no better way to end the show than that. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. My name is Nate Miller. You can find me uh, on all the social medias at Dog Like Nate. Uh, my name is Kyle Metz. You can follow me at the Kale Standard. Uh, Sam Weiner on Instagram at Night of Samlet. K N I G H T O F S A M E L O T. That's it. not how you say the alphabet backwards. Anyway, shut up. I'm uh, not drunk. And then you know it's your boy, Media Liaison. Oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, you can find me on Instagram at uh, Daniel underscore Botello. Yeah. Thanks again for listening, guys. Uh, stay tuned. Scott Stapp stuff at some point coming up. Crazy shit at the 86 No Filter podcast. We out. All right. We'll see you guys we next out. week with another guest and another fresh batch of topics for us to dig into. Right, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.